Now we return you to the test card and some music. Welcome to the Pilot Take 71, a weekly podcast reviewing the pilot episodes of television shows, past and present. He is Jed Shepard. And that guy's Rob Jelly. He's Rob Jelly the third. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, cinco, seis. <laughs> That's the one. How are you, my friend? I'm very good. Yeah, good yourself? Words. Yeah, not too bad, you know. Just, just a busy bee. Busy you are. Bee. Every time I've texted you in the last couple of weeks, you've been... Quite a delayed response, which is fine. I'm not having a go. I'm not Here we go. go. No, no, not at all. And I'm thinking, oh yeah, in fairness, he is probably on set right now doing this, that or the other, or in a meeting trying to pitch this idea to some CEO of whatever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but I know you've been really busy because you're working on your, your new show, your new film. Yes, I am. Uh, it's called Multiplex and we're shooting it next week, so... When this comes out, about the week this comes out, yeah, I think, yeah. in advance sort of the twelfth of September. Yeah, and it's my kind of directorial debut, my proper directorial debut, where I've so got you've written this and you're directing, written it, it and direct. So if it goes bad, it is a hundred percent my fault. Your I've fault. got no excuse. I can't blame Rob this time. The other Rob, it's my fault. Um, and yeah, so I've got a full crew of people, loads of actors, some of them famous. So. If I get it wrong, I'll get it wrong spectacularly. But if I manage to pull it off, it'll be the start of me basically directing stuff. Is it? Is it? Is it? Essentially, this is the crux moment of like you. You nail this. Yeah. You come off this podcast. This podcast is forgotten about, (laughs) canned forever. It's just me on my own in a a broom cupboard. So I've been away to watch some more television this week, and I'm (laughs) going to argue with myself about it. Yeah. Uh, And uh, for once, we've got Jed uh, skyping in from Hollywood. Uh, He's got thirty seconds. He he literally has yeah. He has like a minute of time between interviews. Um, Yeah. Well, if I get it right, then I can. We'll, we'll make the feature. The plan's always to make the feature length because this is another short, which... Well, this is something I want to talk about in this week's episode okay. because um, to do with the show that you suggested yeah, this week. Yeah, I think I know where this is going. So, yeah. uh, you know, maybe we can come back to this okay. in a little bit. Um, yeah. So, if that's all right, we'll, yeah, crack on, we'll crack on my show and then we'll come yeah. back to, and then we'll do your show and then we'll yeah. talk more about the whole sort of short feature length yeah, thing yeah, yeah. because okay. there's definitely... Yeah. There's definitely sort of room so, and suggestion mm-hmm. from the show you suggested this yeah. week that it very much could have been turned into something much bigger than just a television show. That's true. And But how was your week, Rob? Yeah, really good. Um, How's the comedy writing getting on? That's the main thing. Really good. I've got the intro now sorted, sussed. Okay. Um, I'm just kind of sorting out props. I'm choosing props at the moment. Okay, are you going to be one of, one of those type of comedians? Yeah, not a huge amount, just enough. You know, just okay. a few. Um, what kind of props? Like a custard pie? No, 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 not at all. No, I, I need a dictionary. Okay. Um, and I need the right size dictionary. I, I can't have one that's like too big right. because it's going to be cumbersome. But it can't be too small that people can't tell what it is. You know, hardback or paperback? Can you get paperback dictionaries? I'm sure you can get no, a paperback. I'm sure you can yeah. get paperback. But it, it just needs to be. It needs to be sort of big enough, but without being too big and you know ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So that uh, that's required for the opening little gambit, and right, um, okay. and there's possibly I'm I'm deciding whether or not to do a sort of sketch of some sort at the end um, which may or may not require towels and high heel shoes okay well cameo that sounds like a good watch good, this uh... space <laughs> If I, I'm, I'm deciding whether or not this is the right sketch to try and do but yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. see okay it's an experience I'm recreating an experience that actually happened to me only last week oh. so this is new this is quite literally new material going <laughs> okay. in 
for a show that I haven't even written yet. Yeah. So yeah, well, it's hopefully going to happen November. Okay. Worst before Christmas, definitely. Right. Okay. So it will Can happen. It will happen before Christmas the end of the year. Christmas come early. People might say. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. yeah I mean. You say, they might say, yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure what people, deaf and blind yeah. people maybe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Stevie Wonder would love it. <laughs> but, uh... So yeah, that, that's kind of where I'm at at the moment, just doing my thing um, and yeah, kind of just plodding along really. Show, back yeah. back on, the, on the early mornings. Yeah, yeah, back on the early starts, mate. Yeah, absolutely. Is that um, right? Yeah, I've got yeah. a week actually, got a week in the afternoons coming up soon. Okay. Um, but I'll do another week's cover, which is always nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, always nice to get a bit of extra sleep and mm-hmm. also have the extra time on air. So that's cool. And um, yeah. I've got, got fingers in some pies at the moment. Can't tell you more than that. But Excellent. Okay. Fingers, fingers in pies. Uh, right. Good pies as well. Yummy pies. <laughs> um, so hopefully I might be able to tell you a bit more about those in the coming weeks. So, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Stay, 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 stay in touch and I'll let you know. Yeah, I'll try to. All right. So should we do the shows then? If we can do Let's m- get on to the format. Right. right. Format of the show. Uh, as always, we go away to watch two pilot episodes of television what shows. Yeah. Um, and we both watch each of them and we review them, come back, chat them through. So And not only that, we kind of pit them against each other So because we score them. Yeah. So the one who gets the highest score wins that week. And so far, I am way ahead of you, Rob uh, Jelly. I've stopped way counting. Ahead. I'm not going to lie to you. I've stopped counting. Yeah. Is it because I'm picking better shows or is it because I'm better at arguing? Arguing? <laughs> I think it might be 50-50 split. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. I think it's a, you have picked some absolute brilliant shows. And this week, yeah. you have not disappointed. You have not let us, done myself this week. <laughs> not let us down. It is excellent. But let me, yeah. let's do mine first, yes, if we can. Um, so mine's a brand new show. It's an animated Netflix original uh, from the creators of The Simpsons and Futurama. It is Disenchantment. Love this theme tune, by the way. Great theme song. Great theme song. It's the first thing you see here. Is that theme song? I would describe it myself as a seventies kind of urban cop show played with medieval instruments. Oh yes. I was going to wonder where how you're going to get a medieval twist into yeah. there, but yet, do you know what? That's a good shout. Because it's cool. It's like, like really. It's, it, yeah. Sultry. It's it's kind of um, sort of cumbersome. Uh, high school American teenage marching band. It's got uh, a marching gone, band. Feel, got yeah. back in time. Yeah. Um, having tripped over a typewriter. That's a great movie. That's a great movie. A trumpeter that's late to, to the band practice. Tripped over a typewriter. Over falls a typewriter. through time. Falls through time. Back to the Middle Ages. And uh, wearing preppy clothing, like a yeah. stripy polo shirt and scruffy jeans. On, he runs onto the field thinking it's the the band thing. It's a war. It's a, it's a battle. It's going battle on. going and he's on. He's like, what's going on? I've only got this trumpet. Sounds like a sketch from Blackadder, to be honest with you, yeah, which we did a few weeks ago. Yeah. Um, but Disenchantment, as I said, is the brand new animated uh, show from Matt Groening, um, creators of Simpsons, of course, yeah. um, and Futurama. And it's very obvious, the second you see the show, you've got um, the very obvious Groening-esque style to, yeah. its, to its animation, to its look and everything else like that. Yeah. Um, it felt for me, if I had to pick that out of the two, which one it felt a bit more like. It felt more like Futurama than Simpsons. It did, yeah. I mean, Someone's singing, by the way. Someone is singing at Post Pop HQ, surrounded by music. didn't realise you hired live music this week for yeah, the podcast. Yeah, yeah, just, you know, just in the corner. <laughs> she sounds quite to good. To be fair, that girl is good. Sorry, this is very distracting wow. from the podcast, but... She's got a set of lungs. Oh, shit. She's good. <laughs> She's really good. 
Should we go and get her on the podcast? She, she, see, if she's, see if she's watched the shows. I think she's rehearsing inside that big empty hangar bit. Yeah. Next to where your car is. Beautiful. Can we just sit and watch That's listen like to music, her? Isn't we, it? We, we can just sit and listen to her for a bit. <laughs> you see, you never know what you're going to get with this podcast. Yeah. Every now and then we discuss the top project we're working on that sort of like goes, wow, really? You're doing that? And then you sometimes get a bit of live music. Courtesy of I'm not even totally sure who she is. That sounds like a CD is playing, but it's not. It's there is not, someone down there singing that. Yeah. Well, there's like music boxes down there with producers and stuff, so I'm guessing... It's not like a... They're not filming something like competition-wise, are they? Don't know. Could be a new TV can... show. Yeah. <laughs> Could put it on the list. That's quite incredible. That's amazing. Yeah. Anyway, apologies. We'll get back to format. I'm, yeah. I'm hoping she'll... Um, without being rude, I hope she'll sharpen <laughs> a minute. <laughs> Sounds like she's finishing now. Um, so it's very, it's very Simpsons, very Futurama-esque. It's got that, it is, it's got that yeah. instant sort of recognition to it from that. Um, the theme tune, I think, really complements the show in general. It's very kind of blink, not no blinky blonky is the wrong word. Um, kind of cumbersome, quite, but quite sort of um, forceful. Okay. Which, which I think represents Bean really, really well. Now, Bean <laughs> is the kind of lead character in this. Yeah, played um, by Ali Jacobson, who yeah. people know from uh, uh, Bloody Hell. What's that show she's on? Thingy uh, City. Gone Blank. Yeah, the New York show. What? Sex and the City? Not Sex... No, 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 no. <laughs> the other city. I'll, I'll come to you in a second. All right. Well, so she's the voice of Bean, Princess Bean. Um, yeah. Broad who is, City. Broad City. Broad City. Yeah. To be, she's to be wed to the son of another king and queen from another kingdom. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of a political thing. So it's very much sort of, you know, basing it on what used to happen many, many hundreds of years ago. Yeah. People were married off to bring families together. to like in Game of Thrones, so we've seen this before. Very much so, yeah, absolutely. Um... But she doesn't want to. She doesn't want to. She's she's a rebel. She's a proper rogue. Um, and in fact, the first thing you actually see of her, she's in a bar, like a proper dive bar, with all yep. the sort of like peasants and you know the, the street rats and things like that. <laughs> she's gambling with them, and she plays poker. And she goes, "Oh, three of a kind." And she holds up two cards, both of which are queens. And obviously, she's a princess, so she'll be queen eventually. But yeah, uh, and she plays the. Well, I got three of a kind. One me, two me, three me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and, yeah. Yeah, and it and it's and it's really sort of cheeky, silly humour. Um, so you know you have to be understanding of that's what this is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I didn't laugh that much. No, no, no. no. I didn't particularly laugh out loud as such. Like a, more of a hmm, yeah. Yeah, I, and there's moments of it that sort of made you sort of shrug the shoulders a couple of times over and things like that. It wasn't belly laugh out loud or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but it was it was entertaining. It was sort of witty as well yeah um i sort of couldn't help but watch it and think back to what you said a lot about future armor in that it was almost like the sort of side project to the simpsons where they kind of just got allowed to do what they wanted yeah yeah and so they just did what they wanted whereas this this felt a little bit more thought thought out for me it felt a bit more sort of clever a bit more sort of let's try and actually have a clever little narrative yeah. and let's bring some really different worlds together and and to introduce you to two other characters that come in from very different perspectives you've got elfo mm -hmm. who is an elf um from happy land yeah um so he's from some of this weird sort of gum tree forest type place outside of the city <laughs> i actually really like this bit yeah i, I did like it's it's bonkers and it's and it's the reason why we've sort of pitted this against the show you've got this yeah. week because it's very fantasy yeah orientated yeah. it's very um 
satirical as well. You know, given the fact that they have, she has a demon. Yeah. Um, she's she finds a gift in amongst the wedding gifts. Lucy. Lucy. The, yeah. Lucifer. Yeah. Uh, is short of. Played her. by Eric Andre, and the Eric Andre show. If you haven't seen it, is absolutely batsmeg crazy. Is it? But you'd love it. Absolutely All right. Love it, I'm yeah. gonna have to check. I think he plays a fantastic character in this. Yeah, he's, yeah. His voice acting is amazing for it. Um, but so you've got these three. Essentially, what you're doing is you're meeting Bean on her wedding day, mm-hmm. or at least the night before. Um, and she doesn't want to do it. And then you, she, she meets and finds uh, Lucy. She opens one of the presents that is gathered in the masses of presents because uh, the voice comes from inside it going, open the box. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you'd open the box, wouldn't you? And Elfo lives in Happy Land, but he's a depressed elf. I love it, I love it. Yeah, I, there's so much cleverness to this. Yeah. And I think there's a little bit more thought gone into the story writing of yeah. and the storytelling for this show than maybe say Futurama had I I would be very surprised uh, if his character isn't based on um, the character from the film Santa Claus the movie because you know there's an elf that is disenchanted uh, by just like packing presents and stuff so goes out into the real world and just uh, and the film Elf (laughs) yeah quite similar yeah yeah very much so it's it's um it's weird. It, it, it on paper it shouldn't work. You've got this medieval sort of palace, and the whole village is all excited about the wedding, and except for the princess. Yeah. Then you've got this weird, wonderful world of like elves in the gum tree forest, <laughs> and then you've got a devil, like demon character. Yeah. Um, who's in two dimensions as well? Like the the, I think what's weird about this is that it's the it's a flat 2D kind of animation but in points it sort of looks very 3D yeah I mean they sometimes do that in Futurama as well like it's just 2D and then suddenly you see a 3D I just wonder why because I I think I would enjoy this probably a little bit more Uh if it was done properly 3D'd yeah like yeah you know what the Simpsons movie was yeah, they sort of went okay. Let's make an effort, big screen now. Let's 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 give it the three D style treatment. Mm-hmm. Give it a nicer sort of depth. Yeah, I just I I genuinely think they do a, a really good job of the animations when they do it. I just wonder yeah, yeah, why yeah. not do it all the time? Like time, I'm guessing and cost. Yeah, yeah. Pro- probably. I guess there is a large element of that to it. But um, anyway, I mean, it, it was still enjoyable. It was still really, really funny. There's lots of little adult quips in it. Oh, so, should, can I can I just say, point out one of my favourite things about this? Go on. Or the fact that when they're in the woods, so there's a, well, we'll come back to that, the story a little bit. Like when they're in the woods, at some point they're all together, the the demon, the elf, and Bean, and uh, they climb up a tree to hide. And in the tree, they see a fairy, and the fairy isn't like the magical Tinkerbell that we know and love. <laughs> fairy is the prostitute of the woods. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just see a bird like land and like go into a hole. Take, with the take, take off his hat as if to, hat. as if to say uh, it's uh, my time now. Oh, it, it, yeah, it. there's so many like properly adult jokes in there as well, um, but so many of them would go over the head of anyone and you know who didn't get it. Yeah, yeah. Um, there is. I don't know. There's something quite endearing about this. I genuinely. Well, Bean's likable. Bean's likable. Lucy is, even though Lucy is meant to be bad. But we've all you got. F- you like yeah, Lucy. Yeah, you do yeah. like Lucy, and I think you, because you sort of, uh, you kind of recognise that inner demon in your own head. Yeah. That says, "Do it. Go yeah, on. Yeah. Go on. Do it. Eat, eat that last biscuit. No, no one will know. Yeah. It's, you know, <laughs> and like because he makes, uh, he suggests that she wouldn't change the writing on the cake. <laughs> um, she goes, "Oh, you wouldn't do it anyway. You haven't got the guts." Type yeah. thing, and and she does it, and yeah. he's, he's like, they, they sort of devil's advocate quite literally mm-hmm. um in all the situations and it turns out that lucy has been sent there by some sort of overlords who are 
looking at the whole scene from above yeah. in a in a sort of green fiery flame sort of mystical godlike fashion yeah so there's something else going on there as well that i'm sure you'll get to know about and find out about as episodes progress yeah um, another thing that I loved is uh, when we were in Elfland, all of, all of the elves' names are very specific to their characters. Yep. So obviously we, we know the seven dwarves, and but like we don't, their names kind of suit them. But but here every elf's name specifically suits them. So if if they're called like uh, I don't know Jumpy, he would he would be jumping. But they go even further so Kissy the elf, she is one of the only female ones I've seen there. Yeah. Kissy the elf just can't stop kissing people and not just kissing other stuff too um which I thought was really really amusing <laughs> Weird, there's weirdo isn't there as well yeah, yeah weirdo who's always sort of like creeping around and looking through windows of bedrooms and things like that, <laughs> that is brilliant it's it's he goes weirdo doesn't just take his pants off or anything what's going on in here um uh, Levo as well because yeah. uh, so uh, when Elfo decides to leave Happy Land and go off into the forest um, they say to him, go, um, go. Everyone comes back, even Levo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And no, 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 anyone that leaves ne- has never returned. Not even, not even Returno. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, which is hilarious, and it's just, and it's silly. It is silly, but it's it's all just done in the right level of silliness that you yeah. kind of accept it and take it on the chin and sort of smile at it and you carry on with the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I I thought this this did go towards some sort of quite. Um, quite close to the knuckle kind of subjects matters at times oh, because yeah. like even the so when the so Elfo leaving the forest yeah drawbridge goes down there's a mystical drawbridge um, and you see that once you go into the forest you see it from the forest side there's not actually a wall there but mm-hmm. inside Happy Land there is and he says he turns and says to Kissy I think it is who's, who's trying to beg him not to go he turns and says I'd rather die a big death than live a little life and I'm thinking how deep is that? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's really deep. And it just, it just comes out of the blue. You don't yeah. expect it. It's not like he's being very philosophical all the time. I mean, he's been quite reflective yeah. upon like, you know, why do I have to be happy all the time? Blah, blah, blah. But it gets, suddenly goes really deep at that moment. You know, where did that come from? But why? But then the big question I had about him is why is he called Elfo? Everyone's got yeah. um, a name. Well, well, again, I think we'll probably find that out as time He'll, goes on. We'll change his name to like yeah. something cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, and something else he mentions after he leaves the forest, he finds these gnomes who are at war with these great big orc type things that are going on. Yeah. And they're being just smashed and squished and having daggers poked in their eyes and all sorts. And, and anyway, the whole thing breaks down. Basically, they all kill each other and the mm-hmm. old just left in the wood on his own and he's yeah, sort of yeah. in the clearing and he goes. I like war. I wouldn't say I love it. Yeah. You know, like, like, talk about going near the edge of like, yeah. especially in this current climate of society exactly. and politics and things. You know, I like war. I wouldn't say I love it. Because I mean, with Futurama, we saw that the suicide booth, right? So that was pretty. That yeah. was pretty dark. Yeah. And I think some of the stuff in here is even darker. Final thing I want to mention on the sort of the references to stuff that could take, you know, uh, certainly could cause offence. It's yeah. certainly sitting on the line of offence. When you get to the church scene mm-hmm. um, and the priest, vicar, minister, whatever yeah, you want to call yeah. her, is at the front. Um, it's like an opening ceremony yeah. of uh, a wedding. And it's like the very first sort of Christian wedding was ever done. Because the way she sort of phrases it, it goes... Um, here we are gathered at this overly sized church with an uh, unacceptable amount of draft um, 
saying saying things to the sky in the hope that an imaginary figure above would you know listen to us now and act upon these things yeah, yeah. not that we have any evidence that it's even going to happen or that they exist and it's really kind of just poking at all the different yeah. elements of society yeah. and and I think that's what they do as writers so well with shows like this. And you get away with it with animation because it's yeah. not real. You haven't got real people saying it. Yeah. So you can literally say whatever you like. Another thing I liked about the, the, the wedding is because um, the, there's a, like this sort of, this throne of swords like behind them. And uh, the bride, the beans, sorry, beans the groom. groom, he bends down to pick up the ring and... and Trips. Yeah, and gets a sword through his face <laughs> and uh, he slowly goes down on this sword and then they're like, oh no. And then uh, the groom's brother just volunteers. He's very similar. Um, Voiced by Matt Berry. Matt Berry one of my yeah. favourite voices on planet Earth. Yeah, so um, he kind of stands in and like the, the groom on the sword is like, I'm not dead yet. And they just put a blanket so over There's a wedding going on here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's it's really random and really bizarre and it's all sort of over the shop really in, in this sort of Fantasia style fashion yeah I think it's even more like but, irreverent and kind of surreal than Futurama because Futurama can go into some weird places mm. but because they have the palette they have here is anything goes it's not on earth yeah you have as many monsters or different types of creatures you want I think what they did with Futurama obviously when is they they went well this is earth but in a thousand years time whereas this is they went well here's a medieval scene and here's a weird elf happy gum tree forest type thing and, mm-hmm. and by the way there's also some sort of gods that are sending down demons in present yeah. boxes demons and there's dragons and there's flipping cyclopses and it, it, and gnomes and, yeah. and it's it's so many different worlds mashed together you you let a lot of the uh, a lot of the stuff that you would probably go, well, this is just silly. You let yeah. a lot of it go because it's so outrageously um, fantastical. But let me ask you this question: sense. Like, if you weren't into like weird fantasy stuff, like Lord of the Rings, Dungeons and Dragons, that kind of thing, if you weren't into that, would you like this as much as Futurama or Simpsons? Yeah. Okay. Because just of to, the writing. Because to, to be honest with you, I'm not actually that into sort of all the fantasy stuff. Okay. Like, I don't mind things like Lord of the Rings and that, um, and Dungeons and Dragons. I, you know, we watched that as well, and that's yeah. great. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say I'm actually into that sort of thing, though. Yeah. So the fantasy side of things is... It's a bit like sci-fi. I wouldn't say I'm a sci-fi fan, but I I like some sci-fi. Yeah. Really like some sci-fi. And others I can kind of leave, you know, I can I take it and leave it. all Marvel movies are sci-fi movies in my book. Well, yeah, precisely. I mean, it's science fiction, isn't it? Anything mm. that's not real right now, anything that's sort of maybe looking at what we might have in the future. I, I guess in a way it's, it's kind of hard to really pinpoint where this sits genre-wise. Yeah. But I, I no, I, I think I just enjoyed it because I think it was fun. Yep. Um, it appealed to my silly side for sure mm-hmm. um, and it just had enough intrigue about it that I thought I'm going to watch more I watched another two episodes I think yeah see yeah, I yeah. did I watched yeah. I watched the next one right yeah uh, just because I'm watching some other bits and pieces yeah. as well at the moment um, so yeah I've, I have already watched on which I think answers the first question in, does, in our yeah. sort of summary of these things in the, 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 the commandments indeed yeah. um, so this was all uh, released all 10 episodes released on Netflix on the 17th of August so it's only been out a couple of weeks really uh, and they're only they're only about 28 minutes long the first one's 36 yeah. so a little bit longer but the rest are like 28 minutes so you're half an hour sort of time um, the 10 commandments uh, we've tweeted these so if you want to get the list to you know, if you're watching a show and you think to yourself, is this actually any good? Yep. You can watch one episode with the commandments. 
Go for the tick box. Yes yeah. or no, yes or no. So, do you want to watch episode two? Already done it. Yeah. Um, um, does it have a memorable theme tune? Yes. Yeah, it's a great theme yeah. tune. Love it a lot. Um, does it introduce you to a new character or journey? Yeah. Very much so. Mm-hmm. Wedding day. Multiple Running journeys. away from it. Yeah. Would you pause for a pee? Ooh. I don't think I would. I wouldn't, know. I don't think I would. Because I don't think I would miss anything important yeah I agree yeah. with that I, I don't think I would yeah. uh, do you feel emotionally connected love or hate with one or more of the characters maybe Elfo I think I do maybe Elfo and Bean to, and Bean to a, a little degree. bit yeah. yeah and I kind of care about Lucy as well yeah, I yeah. kind of want to see how how devilish Lucy would get yeah I so think I'm Lucy kind of, there end up being my favourite yeah and I want to see how annoying um, <laughs> Matt Berry's character gets as well um, <laughs> Prince Merkimer yeah uh, he plays uh, would you recommend it yes yeah. uh, I would recommend it I would say... With a caveat. With a caveat that there's probably a few more things you should watch before this, but if you want something... Recommendation with a caveat. Yeah, yeah. All right, fair enough. Is there a mic drop? I don't think there is. I guess that moment's probably the bit where her groom is killed, who actually killed. I'm not sure that's mic drop. Yeah. No, I wouldn't say. There wasn't anything I was like, oh my God. Yeah, yeah. Um, Does it defy expectations? No. I think well, like, mm. the opposite because you expect you expect the best from Matt good Groening. point good point so it, it doesn't exceed it. it it doesn't yeah it doesn't exceed it it just achieves it achieves it but I, I maybe expect a it, bit more it maybe. is what you expect yeah, yeah. no more no less really kind of around that yeah. um, has it aged well I think if you really watch it carefully for the sort of animation side of things you can see how they've you know really sort of taken everything they've learned from the Simpsons and Future Armour and, mm-hmm. and just you know, try to use exactly where they are and, and keep pushing it. I, I but again, I, I can't get away yes. from that lack of three D. I think that would have taken yeah. this show to the next level. I just think in say ten years time, when we yeah. look back on on stuff, I don't think this is going to be something. I think this is going to be cancelled off for a couple of seasons. Okay. I think it'll be good for what it is. Yeah. Uh, but you know, if, like doesn't like have fam- longevity. Yeah, Family Guy was cancelled off for a couple of seasons, and then just everyone wanted it back, so it came back. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. All right, so maybe maybe not. Um, and is the hype real? Because they they are plugging the absolute they pants really out of this. It's on every time I go on Netflix, it's in the banner window. Yeah, it's um, just like, shut up. Which, which is fine. Mute. I appreciate the Mute. recommendation, Netflix, but I am watching it. So yeah. stop telling me yeah. I should watch. I'm already in. Exactly. It's like when 13 Reasons Why was... For about a year, I was like, mute, 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 mute. stop it's it. Like, yes, I know, I know it's there. <laughs> yeah, it I'm watching. Do you leave me alone? Um, All right, that gives us an idea of some score. Yeah, yeah. So we'll come back to and we'll get we'll back. a proper number in a bit. Um, but it is time now to move on to the show that you suggested this week. Yeah, and a show that I suggested this week. Again, I think I knocked it out of the park. Um, it Kinda is has. by the the one of the greatest storytellers, I think, of all time, Mr. Steven Spielberg. It is Steven Spielberg's Amazing Stories. I mean, we might as well stop the podcast now, to be, <laughs> to be fair, because, well, first of all... This episode or the whole thing? The whole thing, we found it. No, well, okay, so, first of all, like, we've we've dealt with Steven Spielberg directed TV shows before. Do you remember the other one oh, we did? yes. Oh, um, it was his first ever TV job. It was oh, the pilot of really a TV show. Me. Oh, that's going to annoy me now. I do remember us doing this. And I remember thinking, oh my God, this is this is great. And I, I didn't know he directed the first episode. Oh. You're going to give up? Yeah, go on. It was when he was 23. Don't you tell me. 
Columbo. Of course it was. He directed the first episode of Columbo, and that's why it was just amazing. Um, and Steven Spielberg not only produced, created this, wrote this, he directed this first episode. And if you think about the time when this came out, this came out. This is 1985. This isn't 2018 Spielberg. This is 1985 Spielberg. Can you imagine yep. the hype around then? He just done bloody ET. He just yeah. done ET. I think is that 84 then? Yeah. Uh, I think ET was 83. No, ET wasn't that early, was it? Yeah, it was, mate. It was. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. Like, okay, then I mean, that, that would make sense because I have I have noted something down, which was that there's a girl on the train. She's uncredited. Okay. Well, sorry, jumping ahead yeah, here. Yeah, no, go for it. It's Drew Barrymore. Ah, okay, that would make a lot of sense. Uncredited, and she isn't she in ET? She's she is the main girl from from ET. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that, would, that might explain a few things then. Yeah. So so we've had um, at this time we had uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, which oh, of came course. out in eighty four. Yeah, around that time. So early 80s, he was just like E.T. Oh, he was just Spielberg. Raiders of the yeah, Lost yeah. Ark. Um, he was producing other stuff as well, like for, 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 for like George Lucas. And so how like did that. he find the time? Also bloody geist. How did he find the time to write and direct? It's just... The Goonies. Like, he produced that. Oh. It's, right in the midst of his, it's right in the midst of his most creative and successful time, isn't it, really? Yeah. Let's, let's be honest about it. If you're it. going to pick one period where he just was the greatest storyteller at the time, it was it was de- then. Amazing Stories was his attempt to bring what he did in the cinema onto the small screen. Yeah. He, he, he'd smashed the cinema out, out of the park. Yeah. So he just thought, okay. When he was a kid, he used to watch these uh, story, anthology series on TV. You had, mm-hmm. you had The Twilight Zone, which we did. Yeah. You had um, uh, like Alfred Hitchcock Presents, things like that. And he grew up loving this. He grew up loving the serials, like the Flash Gordon type thing. Yeah. He played into the Star Wars. Um, so he wanted to do it for himself. And he decided to make amazing stories. He hired a, um, a whole fleet of great writers, including uh, Mick Garris, who I really, really like. And, um, yeah, he just basically did what he did for, like, Poltergeist and um, E.T. on the small screen. And the first episode, Ghost Train... Oh my god! Like I'd seen it before, but I was and I was like, man, will this have aged? And I watched it, and I was like, bloody hell, this is brilliant! It's aged like Back to the Future has aged. Yeah, you'd still love watching it despite it looking like an eighties shot thing. Oh, however, yeah. Right, quickly throwing back to the theme tune quickly because it's just finished. Mr. Right? John Williams. John Williams. I mean, one of the most iconic composers of our time. The best uh, film, TV and film, film composer. composer of all time. Yeah. You know, Stephen's on first name basis with him. You know, it's J Dog. J Dog, write, <laughs> yeah. write me a theme tune for a TV show I'm doing. What's it called? It's called Amazing Stories, mate. I'll tell you what, I'll go. I'll write you an amazing theme tune. <laughs> yeah. And I think proof in the pudding there, you hear it. It's, it's epic. And actually, it's got quite a lot of similarities to Disenchantment, really. Yeah, it's using some of it's using trumpets, but like medieval style trumpets. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like the, the theme song, just the theme song alone transports you into this magical land of yeah. Steven Spielberg's imagination. And the, credit, the opening title yeah, sequence is very, images, very good. The images take you through, and the brilliant thing, it takes you through from the dawn of storytelling. You see cavemen in the cave yeah. passing stories to their to their families, and then, they, and then you see flickers of like books flying through libraries and things. Ah, oh, man, that, those credits are brilliant in itself. I think it also sets you up as well for a, a, for a long um, series of stories. Yeah. Like, like a whole 
like you said, almost like an anthology of stories. Like, I'm going to tell you a whole heap of stories over the coming weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And here is a little flavour of some of the zones, the times that we might float in and out of. Yeah. It is almost like him saying, forget everything you've, known, you, you've ever known before. This is the stories you want to know about. Yeah. And I don't know if you noticed, in, in like, this, again, this is like 85. They use CG yeah. in, in those credits. Those credits, are, some of those things are CG. You get flying things flying around. It's like, wow, bloody hell. Yeah, like, it's, they really... It's, it's full on big screen like movie making for the television, and that's and that's what I wanted to sort of say to you earlier when we, when we first said hi. Is yeah, this for me feels like he was just flexing film muscles on the small screen, but <laughs> yeah. like he was he was making shorts just because he had so many ideas and not enough time to make the feature lengths. That's exactly, and, so that, and that's not a criticism. That means no, it's no. just a way of him going. Look, I've got all these ideas. Yeah. I just want to get them down. I mean, the thing is, this this is the thing, because, I mean, obviously I've done a lot of shorts and they've all luckily been really, like, done really well. Um, making a feature film, you have a much longer period of time to tell your story. Trying to get that same emotion out of people in a short period of time is so much harder, so much harder. But he's managed to condense the brilliance of, of what makes him, like, the best director there is and storyteller there is into, like, half an hour. Um it's incredible. And he not just did it once. Yeah. He did it 45 times in I the know. space of two years. Yeah. There are 45 episodes of Amazing Stories across the two years from 85, September of 85, through to April of 87. So it's less than two years. It's 18 months almost. I know. He made 45 of these. It's crazy. And at it, the time of doing Lost, you know, uh, uh, Indiana Jones and E.T. And, and you think... Yeah. I, he must not have slept for a decade. Pro- probably not. Probably not. And, and obviously, and he's still going today. Yeah, still knocking it out of the park. So, so tell us. The first episode is called Ghost Train. It's called Ghost Train. Let's give, just, us a, give us a synopsis. Well, well, first of all, like it was nominated for twelve Emmy Awards and it won of course five it was. Um, because this is amazing. So, Ghost Train is your standard. If you were going to tell me, uh, like the most a generic Steven Spielberg story, you would start. Okay, there's a kid. He's got a grandpa. They're yep. talking in a field. Yeah. Um, so it's about, and they're talking about like stuff that the grandpa remembers, and instantly, just with the music, the tone, the colours, the the setting, you. This is Steven Spielberg through and through. Yeah. And you know full well something magical is going to happen. This this grandpa is telling the kid about when he was a kid. There was a train that ran through this field, and the train ran and through it where, where the ha- yeah it crashed, and where that where their house is currently built. On the train line, um, the train used to go through there, and the grandpa did tell them, "Don't build the house on this train line." And um, they were going around to find, and they found finding things in the grass, coins and stuff. But they find nails um, that that was used to be in yeah, the, like railway pegs, railway pegs, yeah. Um, and then you just know, I mean, this this is called Ghost Train, so you know kind of what this episode is going to be about. Yeah. And uh, uh, the grandpa he lets on that. He, uh, when he was a kid, uh, this train came through and he was there waving and the train crashed and a bunch of people died. Sad, but then with Spielberg, in order to get to the happy joy bit, you need to have a sad bit to start with, so there's light and dark. And you get this kid and when you're a kid, your grandpa or, or an older person telling you a story, 
that's all you can think about. It's in your mind. Yeah. The story manifests into all kinds of uh, elaborate things. Um, and if your grandpa is telling you a, a, a train used to come go through your house, imagine that as a kid. Like, oh my yeah, god, your imagination's going to run wild. Yeah, you, exactly. It? And Steven Spielberg knows straight away what the mind of a kid is like. Yeah. Um, so, and watch this. I felt like a kid. I was transported yeah. to when I was a kid. I'm thinking back in your pajamas oh in your bedroom. Yeah, yeah, imagine a train came through my bedroom right now, and I was watching it in bed and, th- and thinking. Well, if a train came through my wall right now, that would be weird, but awesome. Um, <laughs> and then um, you get this, um, then the grandpa says, um, I was waiting for that train. I've, I've still got the ticket. I've still got the ticket for that train. Shows the kid the ticket. Um, but the uh, the parents of the kids, like in a lot of Steven Spielberg stories, doesn't get it. They just don't, don't get it. Yeah. They don't believe their dad. They don't believe their son. They're just, they're just too... They're too grown up. Yeah, yeah, and it's like um, it's, it's too it's logical. A, yeah, it's a quote in the, in the to the believe club. anything. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if you've seen the Breakfast Club, I have. but there's a quote when like when you grow old, your heart dies. Um, but I guess if you get to a certain age, like the grandpa, his heart never died. His heart was still in it, and he was obviously they considered him a little bit crazy because he was still talking about this yeah, train. Yeah. He's waiting for this train to come. And he's sort of saying, look, it's going to come right through the house. It's going to come yeah. tonight. We need to get everything else out exactly. of the way. And the way he knows that is he puts his ear to the ground like he did when he was a kid and he can tell when the train's coming. He can yeah. he can hear it. So they're like, what are you talking about? Just go to bed. And they get, they bloody inject him with, with like sleeping <laughs> tablets or whatever and they knock him out and uh, he's like, no, no, no. And uh, then the, the kids obviously like, well, the grandpa said the train's going to come, so the train's going to come. Sits up all night, waits for it, and sees the light appearing in the window, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, and just looks out the window, and it's like, the train's coming, the train's coming, grandpa. Grandpa's out for the count. Um, and then the train actually does come and burst through the house. And this train's the ghosts of all the people that died on the train. They're there waving at them, burst straight through the house. And it's like, it's absolute movie magic, but on the, yeah. on the small screen. And then you just... You realise that the basically the granddad is is gonna die in the, in his past, and the trains come to collect his soul, and it's like, f you Spielberg, you've got me, <laughs> you've got me. Oh, hang on, my eyes leaking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so like that train's come to finally to pick up the granddad to bring him to the afterlife, um, and it's like, but I it's don't done have... so beautifully as well. No, no, he's it's... like, I don't have my ticket. I can't find my ticket. And the, and his grandson's got the ticket, gives it to him, waves him goodbye. And finally, the parents will watch this whole thing. They're believers. So now they believe their dad. The most beautiful thing ever. Ah, oh, man, it's great. It is. It is so good. It, I mean, there's no other way. You are right. It is great. Uh, it truly is a great, great little thing. And it's like half an hour. Yeah. Exactly, and it's like you could have turned this into because what, what what I would have liked to have seen mm-hmm. was to see the original train crash. Yeah, like I would like to have seen Granddad as the kid. Yeah, I guess and, they could I, have done and, that, and like yeah. if you were turning it into a feature, like I would like to have seen that that what actually happened way back when, and yeah, um, and you know maybe a bit more about you know. Him constantly going through life, constantly sort of going, I should have, should have been on the train, and yeah, you see like train. some some train wreckage. You know, him, him growing up, almost the journey from him being a small boy to to the time when he goes back on the train, yeah, yeah, with his son and his grandson there watching. Yeah, um, it was, yeah, it was incredible. I so, so question for you then, as someone yeah. who writes shorts that are going to be turned to feature films as well. Yeah, do you have the feature length film in your head? And then you work out which bit works as the short to, you know, because it's a it's a shorter process to make a, a short, you yeah. know, if it's 10, 15 minutes, half an hour. Mm-hmm. 
do you always have the feature length in your head? Yes, like always. all the all the detail, all the fine yeah. detail to tell I, the story. I, I do. Like every every again, my, so my, the shorts that I've done have gone to Sundance and London Film Festival. I've got. I don't know if we spoke about it on this. I've got a short in the London Film Festival in October called Salt. Um, and like when we first came up with it, like my idea was like we need to make this into a feature. Uh, we've planned out the feature, before, so yeah, it's always in your mind. Uh, Dawn of the Deaf. Again, we had the feature in mind straight away. I guess having all that sort of backstory knowledge or that forward story knowledge gives you a better yeah. idea of how to create the imagery for you the have short. To flesh out the whole story to in, in order to make the short work. Yeah, and we always end the shorts almost like on a cliffhanger, but we know what's going to happen next. And people, when we do Q and A's, people say, uh, well, well, "We want to see more." I was like, "Don't worry, we've got the feature in." Yeah, and if you've got the feature in your back pocket, it really helps because everyone asks you and. Um, All right, no, it's, it's just interesting because you know when, when I watch this, the minute you will see it open up, you're just like, well, this this is just a kind of demo reel for like a feature length film. Yeah, it's just and showing off here, isn't it? It, it really is. is. It's it, like, it, let's get a train through a in house. the most wonderful way as well. In the, in the most wonderful way, I would love to sit and watch the rest of them, the other forty four amazing stories. Yeah. I, I just feel like my granddad is telling me a story. <laughs> yeah. When I'm watching it, I feel like I'm being told a story. Or my dad, you know, it feels, I don't know, maybe it's a boy that's the way it works. So if you, maybe if a girl, it's more for like your mum or your nan telling you a story of their childhood and things. It just felt like you were the little boy. Yeah. The whole time. Whether, yeah, whether yeah. you were sort of in the original scene of when the train had a crash or you're in this current scene in the present mm. day where he's translating the story down to his to his grandson it just it was astonishing and I get, like we've said about this before I've been watching a lot of these in the gym recently yeah, yeah. as it was almost a sort of test to see how good it is because it really pulled me in and distract yeah. me from the fact that I'm on a bike yeah. and there's people around me with like loads of loud dance music going on in the gym and it did well, and people I was, looking at you and going that guy's really really going for it today he's crying yeah yeah I mean he's in pain he should stop cycling get off the bike mate uh, and it really does it really just pulls you right in from yeah. the from the word go it's I mean even when you know what the what the granddad's fate's going to be because you, you, you all twig that you see it quite early on yeah. as a grown up you certainly do but I think as a, if you watch this as a child mm-hmm. it would be like one of the greatest tales you've ever been told yeah he, he knows what child some can somehow tap into the mind of a child he's like I don't know how he's done it yeah I don't know if he's got like 15 kids in a room just like okay tell me stuff yeah he's, he's harnessed something very very magical to have the ability yeah. to write a story for, for all I mean that's the thing is this story is for all the the Exactly, that's another beautiful thing. It's for every single every, age. Every person can access it on a different level, yeah. but they can all access it. And every age is represented in this as well. And then let's, let's think about it. So we have literally the probably the greatest writer and yeah. greatest director for, for film for, and TV that we've got. It's got the best like composer on yeah. it as well. Um, and just the acting's brilliant. That kid is brilliant. Yeah. Like playing the, the main kid. And obviously the, the grandpa is is excellent too. Um, yeah, I can't say enough good things about this. It I was, really can't. It was, ama- I, it was amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's the clues in the title really. And I should have seen it coming when you said Steven Spielberg's it's amazing yeah. stories. It it's, nothing, it's, nothing us, yeah. sh- it's nothing short of what exactly it's called. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and I can't recommend enough going away and watching it. You can find it online loads of different places. Uh, September the 29th, 1985, so it's uh, 
33 years old old this year. In fact, not far from being exactly 33 years old. Uh, And he's still still around now making films and and such. And I think we're in a very, very fortunate position in time to have someone like him telling stories like he does. Um, I thought it was, by the way, I I thought the kid was always calling him Old Pa. He did. No, it's Opa. As in his name is actually Opa. A-O-P-A. His name is Opa Clyde Globe. Wow, that's very specific. Yeah, so oh, his wow. his name is Opa, but he was calling his granddad by his first name, which I, th- which when I found out, I was like, that's a bit weird. I'd just call him Granddad, wouldn't you, or or Grandpa? Maybe or... that's like his pet name, like. No, like... no, it's his name name. It's like it's, his his actual like character's name was Opa Cl- uh, Globe. His um his son was called Fenton. Wow. Uh, and his wife and obviously daughter-in-law, therefore, is called Jolene, and okay, then the boy and the boy's called Brian. <laughs> they kind of went down on a sliding scale of, of crazy names and yeah way. yeah Opa Fenton Brian I'm assuming they're based on like real people or something because those names yeah I mean maybe it's their names from a certain era from a certain time I mean if it's making it in 85 is he setting it in 85 because he was saying about 75 years ago the train came through here originally yeah, so that makes yeah. it 1910 is in 1910 is Opa a, a, a sort of popular name or even a or even a a recognisable name in 1910. I don't know. I don't know. Pass. I mean, it's obviously American as well, so it's hard to tell whether or not it would have been a, a sort yeah. of a popular name in Britain. But um, I've, I've got a, few, a couple of facts. Go on. That, um, and I, I remember these facts from from ages ago. So um, there. Have you ever watched the film Batteries Not Included? No. It is about a uh, old people live in this apartment blocks, and these little flying robots from space uh, visit them. And they're like broken, and these little these old people fix them up, and and like they can work again. But the government's after them. Um, amazing film, amazing film. Spielberg, I think Spielberg produced it. He didn't direct it, but that was originally going to be an amazing stories episode. But Spielberg was like, "This is way too good. Make this into a feature." Um, so that's a feature. But then there's been some more spin-offs uh, of uh, amazing stories. There was an episode uh, called Family Dog. Right. Uh, which is like an episode from the perspective of a dog and that was spun off into the show Family Dog which went on for 10 episodes um, there was a video game called The Dig which originated uh, from Amazing Stories as well um, and there was a bunch of tie-in novels from Amazing Stories uh, which were like choose your own adventure books based on the stories from Amazing Stories and I need to get those because they're Sound excellent. Yeah, they sound amazing. Well, I can't keep saying that word because it's yeah. just going to wear it out eventually. But but also, 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 they in 2015 they announced they were rebooting Amazing Stories, Sp- Steven Spielberg's Amazing Stories, and it was going to be uh, produced by Brian Fuller, who he, he produced a ton of stuff. Um, and I'm still waiting for that to come out. Well, you've nicked the only fact that I have because I have it credited as being out by the end of this year. Oh, is that what he said? Oh, oh yeah. I I found I found that it had Spielberg as credited to have rebooted Amazing Stories in 2018. Wow! Now we're in September. Yeah. So yeah. if it's coming, it's coming soon. Yeah. And I think if we're going to get one, we're going to get a Christmas special. Wow! I I tenuously knew someone who was working on this reboot as well. Um, so maybe I can get some facts out of them when uh, when the time comes. Uh, if if it's not this year and it's next year, so be it. But yeah. if 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 he can remake it in this, I just can we do it again with the reboot? Does that count? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Does that mean we? Does that, does that mean we? Because I've do... said about doing uh, MacGyver because we did MacGyver against A Team, didn't we? Uh, and they've yes. done a new MacGyver. Yeah. And they've also done things like a new Hawaii Five O. And I was right. wondering if we can do the old against the new Hawaii Five O. I'm up for that. Also, Emma wants to come back and do the new Doctor Who. 
Done. Okay. Fine by me. Emma Webb, remember that from The Crown? Yeah. Good episode. Yeah, fine. No, so, so I think it's a good. I think it's a worthy thing to do. Sometimes you got to go and compare sort of the reboots. Yeah. Um, I mean, we, we've got to put it into the chart. We've got to do it. And yeah, and we'll score it as fairly as we'd score everything else. So no problem with me. Yeah. Um, shall we score this? Let's score it. So All right. Let's start with Disenchantment. <clears throat> so yeah. you go first. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, I think I will definitely. I mean, it's in my it's in my sort of like favourites list on on Netflix to watch. Um, I have already watched episode two. There's only 10 to watch. I think I will very quickly blitz through and finish the first season. And apparently there is a second season already commissioned. Yeah, so it must have done all right. Yeah, so they obviously got a decent enough impression off the initial like launch to, yeah. to go, yeah, go on, let's do a second season. Mm. Or they got off the content for it, perhaps. Um, love the theme tune. Love love a lot about this. Um, didn't really know what I was what to expect from it, to be honest. Yeah. It went in quite sort of empty-minded on it, deliberately. I think the characters were growing. Unfortunately, well. you just kind of go, go into something like this with a name like Matt Groening in your head, and you go, right, there's my level of expectation. Yeah. You've got to hit this at least, minimum. Um, and per- personally, I think it does. I think it does. There's a few okay. things maybe I wouldn't pull for a P, but so be it. Um, yeah. Eight. Okay, that's high. That's high. I'm going for a seven. All right. Um, I think I will watch on. Yep. But I'm not dying to. I'm not like dragging myself over broken glass with my flies open to watch it. <laughs> but um, <laughs> too much info, mate. Too <laughs> much. <laughs> okay, fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah. Fifteen to healthy score. That's, okay. that's sitting in quite a quite a big group of uh, shows. I'll stick it into the league in a moment. Yeah. So Steven Spielberg's amazing stories. I'm going to be conservative. Ten. <laughs> I'm giving it a full marks, mate. <laughs> I'm giving it 10. <laughs> you can't say I'm being conservative and give it full marks. I'm giving it full marks. You're not um, going to give it your one and only 11? No, no. I'm not going to... I'm giving it full marks. I'm, the only thing I can give 11 is if something... Because I expected this to be amazing. Yeah. And it was. If something... I mean, sort of kind of in the title. Yeah, exactly. Um, I can't give it 11, but I want to give it top marks as of the, the normal table. It is the best pilot, more, the most enjoyable pilot. It's perfect. It's perfection on a TV pilot. Um, it is the best director, the best writer, best music. It's perfect. I I think I think if we were gonna if an alien came down from space, possibly looking like ET, and and the alien was like, "Show me your favorite program, the best." Why do they sound like that? Because they they always sound like the aliens from the, from the Smash adverts. Oh, okay. Um, and just, just checking, so just checking. We will blow up Earth unless you show us the best best program ever. You'd show them amazing stories. You wouldn't show them the first episode of of Enchantment, Disenchantment, or Cagney and Lacey, or <laughs> flipping Murder She Wrote. It, it it would be amazing stories, and they'd be like, "All right, okay, we'll let you off this time." <laughs> It's um, time. <laughs> yeah, we will be back in fifty-five years. Don't know why fifty-five years, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I think this whole sort of surreal, fantastic world has, has fried your circuits. It really has. But ten. Okay, it's getting, getting a ten. All right, it's getting a ten from you. Um, I don't know if I can give it a ten. Okay, give give it what you think. Give it what you think. I really liked it. You've changed my mind from the number I wrote down. Okay. I'm going to pick it up a little bit. Yeah. But I can, I can only give it a nine. Okay. That's a good score. I'm not still. sure I would pause. Okay. I'm not sure I'd pause for a P, to be honest with you. Some people have a heart, some people don't. It's so simple. <laughs> <laughs> I just, yeah, I just don't think I would. Um, 
I felt like I got the gist of things quick enough in the show that I could probably have nipped out for a wee, come back, and not miss anything that was that important. Okay. It set it out nicely so quickly that I thought, well, I know where this is going to go. Yeah, yeah. As long as I don't leave in the last four minutes and, like, the actual, you know, the big sort of finish, yeah. then I'll be all right. So, have you, given, have you given a 10 yet to anything? No. No. Okay, that's a surprise that I'm first giving a 10 to something. Mm. Um, you get no more wiggle room, mate. Yeah, I've got no wiggle no room. No more wiggle room. I, I'm pretty confident that nothing's going to be. No, I'll give it a nine. I'll give it a nine. It gives it a nineteen, which, as you know, means one thing goes top. It, is it top? Have we got nothing else on nineteen? Well, no, it's joint top. Okay, right, right, right. Alongside Planet Earth, yeah, the A Team, yeah, and Cowboy Bebop, all bloody good. Yeah. So at some point when we've got every every single show, we need to pick one show out. Of well, it. yeah, I think eventually we'll get to the point where we either give up, yeah, because we've just got to the point where our brains can't take anymore, yeah, or we run out of television shows to watch, or we use our one eleven to like. Yeah, I mean that could happen, and that would really throw things. I can't think of where I'm going to use that eleven. Well, to be honest with you, I'm I I've, I've been tempted once, maybe to use a ten, okay. maybe twice. Was that for a team um, climb close? I mean, that's that. That is that is basically the perfect. A, the well, A team yeah. came very close, and for me, flash forward. Mm, okay, I'd said that like long before we even started this podcast. Like, that that was one of my favourite things. Flash forward get? Um, hang on a minute. I'm just putting disenchantment in here. 17. Fifteen. So fifteen gives it a long time. Timeless, Modern Family, Flintstones, Marvel's okay. Ages of Shield, more Indy. Oh, by the way, I finished all of Timeless season one. Have you? Yeah, I liked it. Nice. I was like, let me see what happens next. And it was like, brilliant. Uh, what did I just say? Um, um, and then 19 I, for a... Yeah, yeah. But what did I just say about... What show did I talk about? Disenchantment. A flash forward. Oh, flash forward. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 17. So okay. uh, up with Taskmaster, which, by the way, just started season seven on the television. Yeah, so you're talking about it. Watched that earlier. Love mm-hmm. it. Very funny. How's James... James Acaster. Yeah. Hilarious. All right. Brilliant. Love him. Um, yeah, 17 is a good list. Actually, if you want to know what shows we have watched and what scores we've given them, uh, the entire list of now 142 shows that we've watched, mm-hmm. well, up to basically last week, so up to 70, yep. um, all 140 the shows at that point are in league order on the Bloody description. Hell. So if you go to postpoppodcasts.com, forward slash the pilot yep. or go to iTunes and look at episode 70 take 70 mm-hmm. underneath the description of the episode is an entire list of all 140 shows so far and yep. the scores we've given them um, I'm breaking it down and making at the moment a spreadsheet which gives it a sort of an idea so you can put them in genre so yep. you can group them by genre to see which one's the best sci-fi which one's the best wow, okay. comedy but it's taking a while to program this because yep. I'm not very good with spreadsheets so <laughs> watch this space um, but you can also as we said uh, start uh, grab a copy of the commandments we've put those on Twitter and actually at this point probably a good idea to give that out so on yep. Twitter where are you? you can find me on Twitter at Jed Shepherd, J-E-D-S-H-E-P-H-E-R-D I missed my line yeah it's alright <laughs> I missed my line that's the first time in weeks yeah. Um, and I'm at the Jelly Man. That's T H E Jelly Man. <laughs> you swine. Instant karma. Yeah, true, true. So, so tweet us. Um, go and find the commandments. We've I've, we've posted a little um, list of the ten commandments and a yes no tick box. So you can yeah. kind of use that to uh, watch shows and, and give them a score yourself. And if you want to let us know what you think of what we've watched so far, then by all means, please do so. Talking yeah. of that, by the way, yeah. I have a little bit of audio to play you. Okay. Have a listen to this. Hello, Rob. Hello, Jed. Love the podcast. I think it's fab. It's just one thing that's really niggling me. 
Since when did series become seasons? I get US being seasons, that's fine. But you don't have series in the UK. British programmes are series, not seasons. Alan Partridge did not beg Tony Hares for a season two. He begged for a second series. Get it right. <laughs> Stop getting Alan wrong. Yeah, so um, so we've been pulled up on a little terminology. Um, Who's that? That is my mate Paul, who's been okay. listening to some of the episodes and uh, thoroughly enjoyed uh, <laughs> the A-Team episode we did with MacGyver okay. um, and the Columbo one as well. Yeah. So hello, Paul, and thanks for listening. Hello, Paul. Right. Um, yeah, he, he said it, it's the fact we keep using the word seasons for things. Well, so, seasons so, American. Yeah, so so here's the thing. We'll right. try from this day forth yeah. when we refer to American shows yeah. to call it seasons mm-hmm. and for British shows, yeah. series. Well, it, we'll try. Do you know what? I hate to concede, but like it does make sense the American way, um, because a series should be the whole thing, because it's a series of seasons, and a season <laughs> Paul, is. A, it's not me, mate. It's not me arguing. Paul, no, Paul, Paul, you'll agree with this if you think about it. a season is a, a short period of time. A season, like there's four seasons in a year, Paul. Listen, to it, four seasons in a year. Yeah. So th- every season, but it's not is a series a, of years, is it? It's not a series of years. It's the whole thing's a series. So the Americans are right. We are wrong for once in Britain. So I think, Paul, you need to start calling it seasons for the actual run of episodes and season and series, series for the, the whole, whole thing. thing. Which makes sense. All right. Fair God enough. bless America. Okay. <laughs> oh, we'll make this podcast great again. Um, actually, talking of what we're going to do again, we need to decide what we're oh, going to do yeah. next week, in fairness, before we, before we disappear. Oh, God, um, okay. We need to do something else. So you can go first on this one. Oh, okay. Um, well, I've just... Uh, well, I've, I've been seeing posters and, like, adverts and stuff for a new show. I think it's on HBO, starring Amy Adams. Uh, it's called Sharp Objects. And to be quite honest, I have absolutely no idea what it's about, but it looks depressing and it looks expensive. <laughs> and Amy Adams in it, so I will always watch. Okay. What's, what? So it's... I have no limking clue. Thriller? I, guess, I think it looks like it's something to do with murder and thriller and people in a town and Amy Adams moping around. Okay, well, those things alone are making me think of something that actually I've wanted to watch for a little while. Okay. Um, so, and I think it's roughly on the same lines. So let's do Big Little Lies with um, Nicole Kidman and oh, wow. uh, Reese Witherspoon. See, I've heard about this show and yeah. I've seen the people in it. You're talking about like posters. I when it first landed, yeah, I think yeah, this is yeah. about a year ago now. Yep. It was big publicity, so the hype was big. Okay. So we've basically been doing two shows with big Hollywood actresses in it mm. who were doing TV. Yeah. Excellent. So a bit similar to um, when we did uh, Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey. Um, in uh, True Detective. True Detective. Which is also coming back. Is it? Oh, yeah. okay. Season three. Watch this space. Oh, we're talking of season threes, yep. Fortitude. Is going to be a four-part four-part final series. Really? Okay. See what I did there. Series. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, Paul. Season. It's American. Um, so, um, sorry. Sorry, I've distracted myself now. So the third season is the final season, four-parter, and apparently, hopefully, by the end of the year. Okay. So, but anyway, we'll put that on the we list. We need to do forty two, by the way. We'll do it. We'll do it yeah, on the list. Yeah, yeah. It's on the list. So okay. sharp objects. Yep. Against big little lies. Yeah. Next week. 
Take 72. Yeah. We'll be back with another episode. And update me, Paul, uh, when you uh, realise that you're wrong. <laughs> at Jed Shepherd. Yeah. Yes, at Jed Shepherd. All right. I guess that just leaves me to say, see you later, alligator. In a while, crocodile. <laughs>